In-depth journalism in the Memphis community, The Daily Memphian is of Memphis, not just in Memphis, and seeks to tell the stories of this city. TheDailyMemphian.com. Truth in place. Welcome to Destination Delicious. Today, I'm in the studio with Kelly English, who is getting ready to resume kitchen duties at Restaurant Iris after not exactly taking the last year off, but kind of handing the reins over for the past year, right? Right. So, Kelly, you've, you've had Restaurant Iris now 11 years, a little bit more than, and tell, so tell me tell me what you're doing. Well, you know, it's uh, it's we have a lot of exciting times at, at Iris from from time to time, um, and it's uh, it's been a, a great. Uh, you know, Iris is is kind of been the not to overplay it, but you know, the the love of my life. Every day I walk in there um, as soon as I I can get there in the morning, and I, and I leave pretty late. And you know, for for the first, I would say. For the first three years of Iris, if if we want to go back through, and I think that uh, and you opened in two thousand eight. Let's just let everyone I opened know. in two thousand eight, and I don't think that I don't think that I'm special in regards to kind of laying out what what the life of opening a restaurant is like. But um, for the first three years of Iris, uh, you know, I didn't, I couldn't afford a prep cook. I couldn't afford. Uh, there was a lot of things, and and um, so I would get there sometimes seven o'clock in the morning. And I would leave sometimes around midnight, um, and that's a pretty normal day, uh, going six or seven days a week. Uh, if and if if I wasn't working seven days a week, it was you know a day in the in the office trying to catch up on things that you don't have time to do because you, you your hands are covered in flour and butter and, and bacon fat, you know. And uh, it's I love the business we're in, but it's a, it's a it's a really demanding business. And do you realize that this is the plan B for so many people <laughs> that they think, oh, I can cook, you know, I can go open a restaurant. The a lot of people will come to me and they'll say, I want to open a restaurant, and I just try to talk them out of it. You know, the, the people that should open restaurants are the ones that can't be talked out of it, and it's not because uh, they can make a few dishes at home. You know, cooking in a restaurant right. and cooking at home are very different. And I don't mean one is better than the other. I mean that the demands are different. Are, are you ready to sign your weekends of life away? Uh, and not just the weekends, but the weekdays. Are you ready to for people to be disappointed when you take a day off? Uh, and, and, in fact, you do that. I mean, you're a restaurant. If it, you say service stops at 10, you're there till, like you said, till midnight or whatever. It really is your life. Right. Yeah. You know, and as, as you get more comfortable in the business and as your team evolves, that, that changes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, as, you know, we were very lucky to have the success that we've had. Uh, and that's, that's due to our, the people that work with us. Uh, that's due to the people that that come in and, and support us. And that's due to a lot of different factors. And that some of it's due to luck. Uh, be in the right place at the right time. And yeah, but but you really could not have asked for a worse time when you think about it. It'd be in two thousand eight when that was such a time. You know, financially it was such a bad time for so many people. But it worked out for you. So I think that as I think that I opened the last possible minute I could have when I look back on it, and I think that what people stopped doing, they stopped gambling with their money. So if they were going to go out to eat and they wanted a nice meal, they wanted to know that it wasn't going to be a risk. And I think that we had just enough time 
to garner a reputation as not being risky, that, that we were going to deliver on service and we were going to deliver on food and, uh, that it was going to be a good value for what you got. And, uh, so I think that there's a lot of different things that I can look back with on, on luck of, of how Iris came to be, and, and timing is certainly one of them. Well, when you opened Iris, of course, you opened with sort of a Creole Southern menu. And this was what you knew because, I mean, you— That's who I am. That's right. You are from New Orleans, and you also worked for many, many years with, with John Besh. Right. And then—and that's where you learned mm-hmm. most of what you, what you know, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what you did. And that's what you did for 10 years. Right. Then, you know, uh, so one thing, and, and we, we touched on it for just a second, but one thing that I, I think that people, some people don't understand about uh, the, the restaurant business is when we say it's demanding, it's not just demanding on your time, it's demanding on, you know, you, it's, a, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to open a business that the restaurant industry is not extremely profitable, right? You don't, you don't make... People like, really don't understand No, that. they don't. They don't. Um, uh, it's not very profitable. When you look at, uh, as an investor, when you're looking at, at things that you can do with your money, if you just looked at the X's and O's of a restaurant, you'd say, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to go do something a whole lot less complicated than that with less factors and, um, and more return. It, it's a weird thing to let me let me say the whole thing. It's a weird thing to open a business where the the demand is high, and the returns are low, and people judge you for everything that that you may do, whether it be good or bad, right? So we get a lot of pats on the back, and then we get a lot of. Um, and I'm not just talking about Irish. I'm talking about the industry in general right, right now. We get a lot of you know the food was good, the service was good. It was too loud. I'll never come back. Or the table next to us was too loud. People are really willing to to quit after one try. That's something that surprises me so much when they'll say, "Oh, I went to so and so, and I'm never going again." And I'll say, "Well, have you, you know, have how many bad experiences have you had? Oh, just the one, just the one." And I said, "Well, you can't just say you can't write something off." Right. But they do. They right. do. Definitely. Well, you know, it, it, and I I liken my business or, or, or my industry that I'm in to, to other businesses all the time. And it, and it just flabbergasted me about what, what we get judged for that other businesses don't. And uh, I mean, no offense to any of the other businesses that I'm, I'm about to mention, but let, let's just take a doctor, for example. Mm-hmm. Now I'm, I'm no doctor. I'm not, I'm not saying I am. Oh, my yeah. business partner's a doctor and I, I love doctors. Indeed, I have many is. friends that are doctors, but how many times have you gone to your doctor and you weren't feeling well and he gave you or he or she gave you a prescription and it wasn't the right one? It just didn't work for you. It's happened, and right? This has happened. Did yes. you did you did you call your doctor and say you're never going back? Did you demand a refund? Or or do, or do you call and say please, please, I need more, make do, me feel better, right? You no. Know, so also when you go to the doctor, we're trained to wait, you know, 30 minutes in this room. Then we go to the next room and we wait. Then we get to the room that we're going to be in and we, we wait. And suddenly we're an hour and a half or an hour past our time. And I know doctors work hard not to let that happen. But from my experience, that's been fairly normal. Uh, you go to a restaurant and you're 15 minutes past your reservation and you're mad. Your, your, your evening is already compromised a little bit. And we're doing our best. Uh, th- there's a million factors. It could be a restaurant's mistake by booking things too close. It could be the table in front of you that won't get up. Um, uh, and, and there's, you know, our business is for people to have a good time. And, 
And let's talk about that just for a second, and then we'll get right back on what you were saying. Mm-hmm. But you really do reserve a table for a period of time. I Absolutely. think sometimes people don't understand that. They think if they have a, a like if you want to start with, let's just say 630, you pretty much want that table booked again by 8. Am I right? Uh, and it, it depends on the restaurant. Okay. Iris, uh, I would book it again at 830. So you were Depending two hours. on the size of the table. Uh, if it's if it's an eight top, uh, you know, or if it's more than four people, I'll give more time to that to that table that's sitting there. Uh, I'll book it. I'll book the next turn a little bit later. But yes, once once you book at six thirty, let's just take six thirty mm-hmm. as a time. That doesn't mean that the table is yours for the rest of the night. If you want that restaurant to stick around, but shouldn't people know this? Shouldn't we make this more transparent to everybody? Um, I mean, I've even said before, why shouldn't we have like a, okay, I'm calling and I'm reserving this table for three hours and perhaps instead of a gratuity, you give a table fee and it makes somebody, I mean, that they're going to work that table for three hours. Now, I, I'm not saying that that's a great idea. I'm just sure. saying that it's a possibility. It's a way to make people know that you do have to turn the table. I mean, you have to, you got to turn twice at dinner, right? Especially on the weekends, especially, Um, you know, especially and and in a town um, uh, like like Memphis, where, uh, you know, we we depend on our weekends for uh, a good, good bit of what our, our revenue will be for the for the week. So what do we do to not make? Well, we're talking well, about it right part now. Of, but part of that what? is part of that is on the restaurant. I mean, that's mm-hmm. part of the art of running a restaurant, and that's part of when you go to a new restaurant or a restaurant that has uh, has kind of changed course or, or reopened. You, you've got to give them time to to figure that specific part of it out. Uh, you know, we learned at Iris when we reopened that our turn times were a little less, uh, and. Um, you know, sometimes depending on, on what different tables will do, their times are more. It's an average. It's the best guess we have. Uh, you know, at second line, we have, we have the opposite problem. The only, I have only asked, I think, three people to leave second line. And every time it was because they were being cruel to a hostess or a host. And, uh, you know, you, you go into a restaurant where uh, there's no reservations and you're quoted a wait time. It's a guess. And, and if, if your evening is going to be compromised by waiting 45 minutes instead of 40 minutes for a table. Like everybody just needs to calm down a little bit. I won't, I I, I won't stand for, for there's a lot that, that we, we take in our industry and Mm -hmm. and that's part of our industry. It's part of what we do. We're in the hospitality business, but you know, when, 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 when someone crosses the line with somebody that uh, is just trying to do the best they can and it's it's not their fault, I, I can't. No, yeah, of course I agree with you. But what do you do at the table who, you know, you need to, somebody gets there at uh, five minutes to eight, they want their table at eight, and it's 820, and somebody's still sitting at their table, and they're not really showing any signs of leaving. You have to go to them and ask them to leave. How do you do that diplomatically? You know, you you put a question up about, on on Facebook, about um, hygiene, or, or what was it? I don't know. Was that you? What did I, I don't know. What you did said, I do? It was the other day, and you said something about, or maybe you commented on somebody else's thing. I can't remember what it was. But the three most uncomfortable conversations that I ever have to have. Oh, is, right. We did. Yes. One, one is, is, is if we have a, a, a new employee, mm-hmm. and you know maybe they come in hungover, or maybe, um, maybe they just rush to work. And I, that's, that's a weird conversation to have, to say you, you're not dressed up to our standards. It doesn't happen very often at all. Right. Um, the other one is when 
a table is not gotten up yet and you need that table desperately and you have one group of people having a great time, you have another group of people that is that is annoyed that they're waiting for their, right. their table. What do you do? That's like, what, what you, I'm asking you. Do you do? I don't know what to it's, do. It's not as easy yeah. as, as, as people think. The hardest thing, though, that we run into from time to time is when a table asks us to tell another table to be quiet in the dining room. Oh, man, it's the worst. Like, and because, like, I get it. I get that, that you're trying to have a quiet dinner and these, you know, there are people that are, are carrying on. And on the other side, I get the other side. These people are having a having great time. Fun, We've fun. succeeded. Right. We have succeeded in, in, mm-hmm. in, uh, in working together to have a great time for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, now, and now I have a table asking me to go tell them to, to have less fun. Um, it's just not the easiest thing. So. Well, it sounds like an awful thing. Oh, honestly. yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I, oh. Yeah, I wouldn't want to have to be in that situation. And I guess obviously you just have to be diplomatic, and that they are going to come to you most of the time for that. That's not something a server does, I suspect, but something that you have to do, right? right? Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Thank you. <laughs> now let's talk about something that, um, with you going back into the kitchen, I want to hear one what the new menu is going to be like, but I also want to talk about something that. I think anybody who does something creative, this happens to them. I, I know it happens, and it certainly has happened to me, and you told me that it's happened to you. You just kind of, you just sort of hit a little bit of a of a wall. You just aren't feeling as creative. You're not feeling as motivated, and usually it's from overwork. That's what it's always been for me, and I think that you were in this position last year. Am I right? Sure. So, you're reinvigorated now? I feel really good. I do. Um, you know, there, there are, there are so many different, uh, it, it's the, the thing about being a chef and owner is that you have to pay attention to your business. You know, if the business doesn't exist, then, then nobody gets a paycheck. Um, there's, there's so many different, you know, your liquor license, your, your health department, there, there are all these different things that you have to keep up with. Your taxes every month, all that, just the normal things of running a business. And then you have a tangible product that you have to put out that takes, in good restaurants, takes all day to, to put together. When I said that I used to get to work at 7 o'clock in the morning uh, to, for Iris, that was before Second Line. We didn't open until 5 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it would take that long to prep the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I had an incredible team that would come in at 2 o'clock uh, that, would, that we would put out great great food with and i'm just talking about in the beginning i'm not that's no comment on i'm just looking back to the first few years and um it's 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 hard it's a hard it's a grind well but i mean the hard part is what uh, coming up with new things was hard for you before because nobody wanted you to take anything off the menu and now you want a menu that it's going to be similar to the one you had before but you're going to keep it a bit fresher right sure this is 2019 it's not 2008 right and uh, I think that the um, when I look back at 2008, it was the era of more, right? Just mm. more. What else can we can we do on this plate? How much bigger can we make this? More, 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 more. There were more. some pretty generous portion portions on those plates, that's for sure. <laughs> they were. Well, and we're not gonna we're not gonna have you know. There's not going to be any where's the beef stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think that people are more conscious of what they're eating these days. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, whether it be 
edamame spaghetti or no, I'm not going to make edamame spaghetti. <laughs> there is edamame spaghetti in the studio with us. There's a box of it sitting here that didn't come out of nowhere. It's here. <laughs> Um, when we first opened Iris, we were hyper seasonal. Um, I would almost call it like micro seasonal. We would change things every other week, not mm-hmm. the whole menu, but here and there, you know, depending on what we could get, or we had this for a couple of weeks, we'd use mm-hmm. it some way. And then there came to a point that, where I think about five years in, when I look back and I'm being really honest with myself, I think that Iris kind of stuck. And I think that. I look, I look at that, that menu and it was very indicative of the food we opened with. And I didn't know, I didn't know how to find time to grow. If that's, if that makes sense. And that doesn't, I don't even necessarily mean culinarily. Look, there were, there were a lot of incredible and amazing moments, huge highs. And then there were a lot of... Um, well, there were. You were getting a lot of awards. There were a lot of accolades. I mean, it had to be a, a pretty heady time. Right. Um, but I, I think that... I th- and and I'm, I'm really thankful for all those things. I am. Um, and... But when you're, when you're going around and you're, you're traveling everywhere, anybody will ask you to, to go. Um, at some point you something's got to give somewhere well but it, you paid a toll you can't live on sleep deprivation it, it took a toll on your health it took a toll it on did. you personally it did a, it, it was it was hard for you and i got and, i got to a, to the point where i i just felt kind of numb i felt mm-hmm. like uh, like a roly-poly no matter which direction something was coming from i just kind of turned my back on it and tried to deflect it out and um it's 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 taken me and and let's be very frank the, this with with Cam Rosavi who has been who I, I think is one of the, uh, one of the rare talents I've gotten to work with this was not a, a short term move for him to be here for for just a year when, you know when we when we kind of did this and and talked about doing this this was was not a short term plan um, he he wants to go back home he wants right. to be near his family. Uh, he wants to go do the food that he wants to do. And I think both of us together understand that it's time for Iris to to be in the spirit that it used to be. Well, you know, and Cam said that very clearly was, you know, Restaurant Iris is Kelly English. Kelly English is Restaurant Iris. And that, that is true. I mean, right. that you're, the two are together. Right. And joining together again, but you've all you you haven't departed. You were there. I've always been there, right? It's just that the food is coming back to your style of food, right? And and it was different. And Kim's food was just lovely, by the way. You know, I'm a fan of it. Absolutely, it just it was not your food. Mm-mm. So, nope. But no, it's no. going to be your food again. It is. Uh, and you besides know, brown butter, which you've promised me. <laughs> I love brown butter. <laughs> I do too. So <laughs> let's talk about a few other things. You don't have to give it all away. Let's just talk about some things that will be coming out of your kitchen. I should have brought my notebook with me so well, I, I, I read them all off. You brought everything I, it's, else it's with you. It's in my you. suitcase, but <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of dirty clothes in there. He so actually gonna... has his suitcase with him. This, this so is I was, a whole other story. I was <laughs> in San Francisco this weekend with my mom. Uh, my, well, my my. One of my best friends moved to Los Angeles. His wife mm-hmm. is going to be a uh, a fellow on the show Botched, 
she uh, oh, no she's in facial plastics and yeah. she's going to be a fellow uh, underneath one of the doctors. So her hands might be in the show. She's not going to have a speaking <laughs> role. Uh, but we, we drove the U-Haul to Los Angeles from Memphis while I was going a tree fell on my house and my car. And, um, and then my mom and I met up in San Francisco and we had a weekend up there. So I got back last night and my, I'm still with suitcase. I haven't been home or to work yet. Well, it, anyway, I hope that your house is okay because you sent me <laughs> pictures and it looked awful. Yeah. I mean, it looked like, I mean, that's I a seen big it. tree. Well, you, you saw the pictures you sent me that, that was in fact a really big tree and let's, you know, it, I, I wish you the best through that, and that I, ho- I hope your car's not demolished either. But is it? Oh, I have no idea. I, I mean, there are dents. Well, d- dents can be fixed. Dents can be fixed. So, so the menu. food, the yes. food. Menu. So we're gonna we're gonna have a focus on our bar and patio menu. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing that we're gonna affect, uh, and we're gonna do some things we've never done before. Like we're gonna put a burger on the menu and at the bar. I've heard I've heard about this burger. You have heard about this burger. Yeah, I have. We're also going to have a few things on that menu that are seasonal, and we're also going to have a few things on that menu that are kind of nods to Iris of the past. So some smaller versions of the shrimp and guts we used to do, or or you know, depending on what we can get our hands on, mm-hmm. uh, different different iterations of dishes in the past. Um, one thing that I know that we're going to have back this summer is uh, the the grilled jack with harissa cafe oh and i just I was i knew you were gonna say it i was hoping <laughs> I love those it. words were coming you know out what's really mouth. funny about that dish have i ever told you the story of making the sauce no you know, i don't know that you ever have and you know it was always my favorite Irish so dish. well so i wanted to make originally i wanted to make this this um north african pho with, mm-hmm. with different flavors and, and, and spices in it and i played with it for about a week and i would make and i knew i wanted to serve it out of a coffee press so I was clarifying it, and then I, I did this and that. And then finally, I added a little bit of coconut milk and some sugar to it. And I was like, that's exactly – so it's shrimp stock, coconut milk, garlic, cumin, coriander, bay leaves, some shrimp shells, some uh, dried chilies, and some lime juice and lime zest. That's really what it is, salt and sugar. Okay. And so I I tweaked it. I finally got to where it was and I let it sit overnight and I I tasted it the next day and I said, I made Taco Bell sauce. Like it is (laughs) absolutely Taco Bell sauce (laughs) and not the packets, but the stuff they have in the back. It's different. You really no. Well, you did not make Taco Bell sauce that you put. That wasn't on my fish. Next time, next time you're in there and you have that dish, just take it in and, and be like, he did make Taco Bell sauce. You, no, I'm not. I'm not even going to think it because I still have uh, one of my best dining experiences was having. And I remember it was uh, Jeff Frisbee brought it out to me. This is way way back in the day, and when he pressed that uh, that coconut milk and poured it over that amberjack, and it was just like I just wish that I had had a sheet I could have put over my head just to let the flavor just build around my face. It was wonderful, and it did not smell like Taco it was, Bell sauce. It was Bell Grande. <laughs> What's not? That's I can't wait for that one to come back, and I will be in there eating it, and I will bring extra taco sauce or something. I don't know. That's you know, like, and crazy. we've we've used gnocchi in a bunch of different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna do a, a crawfish boil gnocchi with uh, crawfish on corn, artichokes, some roasted garlic. Uh, with with some crawfish tails. Natalie yeah. looks excited I'm, about I'm that excited one. I'm excited about that one. <laughs> yeah, I am too. That one sounds. You great. know, and we're going to take a hard look at 
like we always have of, of what made New Orleans up, what is the real history of it, uh, what, what makes Memphis up, what is the real history of it, and who, who lives in our region now. Uh, what, what, what is a Southerner? What, what is that? Uh, we, we think about that every day. And, and I think that's way different than if someone from the outside said, a Southerner is this because that's what I know from the history books. Well, sometimes we don't even know our own history from our history books. And Are you going to have fried chicken? I hadn't considered fried chicken. I know. I can tell by that look on your face. You looked at me like I'd lost my mind. I had Fried chicken. What? In I fact. Think, I think you could make some pretty good fried chicken. You know, it's funny. The first menu I wrote had nothing fried on it, and I didn't try to do that. I don't know. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm just saying. Stored. Noted. Just thinking about it. Sounds like something good to me for a, for a Southern restaurant. It does. Well, and the new menu. Okay, so here's here's the schedule. You come back. Well, you're there, but, I mean, you're back. I come back, I come back today. I thought it was the 11th. Well, I'm, I mean, I, I'm back. I'm, I'm I mean, in town You're back today. in town today, right? Yep. So and the, then, the 8th, we're going to roll out our bar and patio menu. Also, we're going to do um, happy hour on the patio all the time. All the time? At, at Iris, yes. So that means from the time it opens at 5 o'clock until the time it closes? Every day. Well, $5 drinks? The drinks, yes. Okay. It's not going to be the food all the time. That's uh, a great and, deal. And it, 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 uh, there may be specific $5 drinks that we have um, every day, yeah. but, but it's going to be a happy hour. I've seen a few of those drinks. I don't think you're going to be able to sell for $5. I think that you might want to be a little careful with those. But, yeah. but I, I, terms, I, terms and conditions apply. Yeah, <laughs> I think the idea is great, and it's going to be fun. That in that patio seats what probably 20, 20, 20, 30. 20 yeah. yeah. So, um, so here's what you've got going on. You're back. New menu on the eighth. New new bar new menu bar, on, bar menu on, on the eighth. Eleventh dining room menu. And that is your official first day back in charge of the kitchen, right? Yes. Cam will still be there for one week. And so then on the 17th, y'all are doing Babette's Feast. Correct. In uh, conjunction with Passport to um, to Washington and with Indy Memphis. Yeah. And then on the 18th, Cam's last day. It's Cam's last day on the 18th. And then on the 30th, we're having a destination delicious dinner there. We are. More, more to come on that. <laughs> Fried chicken, I guess. Yeah, fried chicken or uh, Amberjack Cafe Harissa. I don't know. You think about it. Give us some thought. Fried chicken would actually not be. I'd like to see how you could make some fried chicken. I don't know if I've ever had your fried chicken. We have the second line. We have the fried chicken, yo. I've had the fried chicken salad. That's fun. That is delicious. Fried chicken, chicken salad. Well, that's just one chicken too many. But that is fried chicken. The the one that's in the afternoon. That's a delicious chicken. Fried chicken, chicken salad. Yeah, I like that. Well, I'm looking forward to all of this. I really am. You know, and I am too. Um, this is, the the thing about being in a, in a kitchen is that it, it's we all get into this business on at least in the kitchen side because we love the idea of sharing and we love the idea of creating. Sure, I mean, I think that the the idea of creativity can be overplayed from time to time. At the end of the day, it's do people like it or do they not. And it can be creative, and it can not, or it cannot be creative. But the idea of what people like doesn't change based on if you you made something crazy creative, not unless that's what people are going after. And I am really excited to get back in the kitchen with the team that we have there. And there's a guy that works for us named Patrick Key. He's been there mm-hmm. for for seven, I think seven or 
I think it's seven years. I could be wrong about that. Uh, he started as a dishwasher. Uh, he's going to be my sous chef. I'm so excited for him, uh, for him to be able to, uh, to be in a position where he gets to grow a little bit. You know, sometimes in, in small restaurants, it's hard to find those positions of, of, of growth because people just don't move on very right. often. And I'm really excited for him. Um, you know, my commitment to him is that I'm going to teach him everything I know about this business. And uh, that means from running a business to running a kitchen to, you know, how, how, to, how to get into the front of the house and, and, and talk to people. And um, not that, that he can't do that, but there, there is, a, there is a, a different approach to that than, than what you would normally do. And uh, I'm really excited for, for him to be able to, to get into that role. And I'm, I'm excited to get back and look at a plate for the first time in a while and say, how do I want that? Well, I'm excited for you to be back. I want to see all that. I would also like to very briefly ask you, How's Finos? Finos is great. Finos is great. You know, um, it's uh, it is it's a different beast to reopen a an institution. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, on the vast majority of people have been fantastic. And uh, you know, there have been some some things that we could have done better. Uh, you know, I, not for for not caring or for trying to change anything, um, but. Kelly, uh, you haven't even been open a month. <laughs> I mean, it's, you still have plenty of time well, to do it better. Let's be, so it's yeah. Let's be fair. I think I think when you've had some of the success that our restaurant group has had, uh, people expect you to be ready from the jump. Mm-hmm. There's there's not as much leeway on, you know, these guys will figure things out. Um, uh, it, it's and so there's a lot of pressure we put on on ourselves for when we go and and we open something, we, we need to be ready. Things are, uh, but now things are good. Oh, things things were never bad. Okay, things were All never right. bad. You know, the, you made it sound like they were bad. I didn't think they were bad. Well, that, it's the first time I've ever had to look at someone else's recipes and go, okay, we put one tablespoon of this in there. We do this. We do that. And um, so there there was a little bit of a learning curve, but I, I'm really proud of the, the the team that's in there. Excellent. Looking forward to getting over there myself. You know, I haven't even been in yet. Well, come so on. I am. I'm, I might even. I might even be there today okay it could happen deal okay i'll 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 chase you via uber (laughs) i'll take you on my way kelly thanks thanks very much thank you for having me you can subscribe to this podcast and others from the daily memphian anywhere you get podcasts including itunes spotify and google play follow us on facebook and instagram at eat drink memphis and keep up with our monthly events at dailymemphian.com slash delicious For the Destination Delicious Podcast, I'm Jennifer Biggs. In-depth journalism in the Memphis community, The Daily Memphian is of Memphis, not just in Memphis, and seeks to tell the stories of this city. TheDailyMemphian.com. Truth in place.